Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello friend, before we jump into part 4 of Lizzie Borden, I just wanted to thank Girl 75 and P2Bears for their 5 star reviews on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate your kindness and your feedback. P2Bears suggested that some of our shorter episode seasons be re-released as a single episode, and I'm going to do that. I'm also working on making episodes longer and more detailed, and you'll also notice some new artwork coming out soon. While I'm working on that, if you have feedback, I'd love to hear it. Just leave a review wherever you are listening. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you may notice we now have a subscription. You can now get all ad-free episodes, along with bonus episodes there too. Okay, now let's get into Lizzie Borden. We've discussed a few theories on this podcast some that are very much in the realm of possibility, and others that are too outlandish or just easily dismissible. But we haven't explored the supernatural. Of course, many don't believe in ghosts and visions, but the point of today's story is to convey how much some followers of this case have fallen into this deep, dark rabbit hole. It's an interesting angle to look into, purely for the purpose of learning how much material is out there about this case aside from official court documents and witness testimonies. Lizzie Borden was accused of killing her father and stepmother, and though she was found not guilty and released by the court, she was never truly free. She spent her entire life being despised and mocked by society, and her solid reputation continues even after her death. With hundreds of accounts, several books, novels, articles, and testimonies from the townspeople, we are no closer to finding the culprit. But what if the answer lies beyond the material? According to one woman, Donald Fatabine, 
Lizzie's fingers never touched the axe that brutally murdered her parents a hundred years ago in their lavish, if frigid, home in Fall River. If you ask her, she'll tell you it was Lizzie's sister, Emma Borden. She acted alone and murdered them both, performing, if not the perfect murder, then the perfect mystery. As she puts it in her book, I owe it to Emma to share her story now. Just like she told me in a dream back in the 90s, I did it. The story goes like this. In 1998, Fata Bean was living in the second floor of a Somerset flat. The house was previously a one-family dwelling, owned by a sea captain who was buried in the backyard with the rest of his family. This was creepy enough. Fata Bean would see shadows in the home, and her wife Jody would always be away on business trips, leaving her alone in the house. And in one of those evenings, she was visited by a tiny girl with golden locks. This girl was the sea captain's niece, and she informed Fata Bean that a woman would visit her the next night with an interesting story to tell. The next night, Emma Borden appeared in her dream. She didn't resemble her in photos. In fact, she looked aged and weak, with short gray hair. Distraught and on a mission were the words Fata Bean used. Emma provided her with some information and requested that she verify it to be sure she was telling the truth. Some of the information included was the names of servants who had worked for the Bordens, but were never recorded in any books or in the trial transcript. Emma directed her to census books and libraries where she might find this information. Sure enough, Fatabine found those names, and several nights later, Emma returned to explain why she and she alone was responsible for the murders. According to Fatabine, her motivation was anger toward her stepmother Abby, but she had no intention of murdering her father. Emma confessed that she dressed like a man on the appointed day, complete with a fake mustache and made an alibi with her relatives in Fairhaven to cover her tracks. She even leased a horse and buggy to make the trip seem real, and locked both away in a barn a few streets away from the Fall River Mansion. Except for Abby Borden and the maid, who was busy with her tasks anyway, the Borden home was supposed to be empty that morning. The plan was set, kill Abby in her bedroom, and she wouldn't be found until her father, Andrew, returned a few days later and found her dead. It didn't work out as elegantly, though. Uncle John Morse arrived the previous day and ended up staying the night. Andrew returned home early, and Lizzie ended up staying home, too. According to the family, Emma was away in Fairhaven, so she had to hide in her bedroom closet. At some point, she found her time and went to Abby's room to strike her 19 times. As she ran down the stairs to flee the crime scene, she collided with her father, who saw her blood-stained skirts. The rage compounded over years of her own father, taking Abby's side over his children's, bubbled up to the surface. And before he could say a word, Emma struck him too. Fatabine woke up the next morning, after hearing the story, and recorded it as fast as she could before it left her. She stated that Emma approached her because she was always interested in the Lizzie Borden case. Fatabine spent hours as a youngster at the Fall River Historical Society, conversing with the curator about the case. Emma informed her she'd been trying to reach somebody to tell her the story for years and had never been heard. Even in her life, Emma attempted to tell others what she had done, 
but she was afraid they would assume she was just protecting Lizzie, as she had always done. Remember how I told you in episode 2 that the sisters had stopped talking to each other? I mentioned it might have been due to Lizzie's infatuation with Nance O'Neill, but the truth is, nobody ever found out why the sisters fell out. But, if Emma confessed her crime to Lizzie, and Lizzie believed her, this would have been a good reason, as any, to stop talking. As Fatabine says, quote, I truly believe that's how it happened. The book is not exaggerated. It was completed just as instructed. It's not cushioned. Emma never visited Fatabine again, and she believed it's because she is finally resting after telling her story. The book is intriguing and well-produced, but it's not without its flaws. The cover and editing are attributed to Lisa Churchill, which is odd because there is no editing seen in this book. For example, it is stated on the opening two pages that this was released on the 137th anniversary of the Borden murders. It's an easily avoidable math error, and it quickly ruins the reader's expectations. Some characters have the wrong age, some names are misspelled, and the age ranges between relatives are also messed up. The author evidently did not have anyone fact-check her work before publication, which is a huge mistake when catering to a niche that knows the in and outs of the Borden case. You know who you are. Is it a fiction, reality, or a blend of the two? Is the author aware of this? Could it be the fantasy of a woman too far gone in the story of the Borden murders, so much that she created an entirely new story to attach to it? The author incorporates just enough of the ordinary with a believable twist that reveals human nature, building a character that we accept as real. It's not a bad book, but it's poorly researched. Even though Fatabine's reasoning and facts were not to the point, we have to consider that Emma was likely a suspect too. She didn't get the same scrutiny as Lizzie did, but that doesn't mean she couldn't have done it. We've seen enough theories, enough stories, and interpretations. Now, we will look at the stark, ugly reality. In episode 5, together we will dive into the proceedings of the trial. And while I can't promise you a definite answer on who committed the Borden murders, I can promise you a thrilling ride. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.